Hallelujah. God is good. And all the time. Pick your Bibles if you have it. Kindly pick your Bibles. Let's attempt to engage in the Word of God. Greetings to all of you. I'm very excited to be here. Today's ministration is actually the first ministration I've done ever since my ordination last week. And so today's anointing is a fresh anointing. And so therefore, I want you to stay connected. Say stay connected. Uh, because today um, there is a prohibition on demons. They cannot operate. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there is a curfew on them. In this room, it is only the spirit of God that superimposes. Mm -hmm. Demons are on lockdown today. And so receive life in the name of Jesus. And it is also my last ministration as a single man. <laughs> so today, <laughs> oh, you can make some noise. You can make some noise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you can see that I'm here with a double dose unction. And I trust God for a move in this place. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I salute Pastor John and wife. God bless you so, so much. It's, uh, they are wonderful people. Um, God bless you and your team, ACC. You are doing so, so well. And God bless each and every one of you for being here. Today we are going to attempt to engage in our monthly theme, which is the garment of praise. Garment of praise. Garment of praise. Um, kindly turn your Bibles with me to Isaiah chapter 61. We would attempt to address the first three verses. Isaiah 61 verse 1 to 3. If you are there, say amen. Amen. Um, if, you want, if you need some time, we can wait for you. Say wait for me. I, I wish everybody, yeah, okay, it's projected. All right. Um, yes. I read in Jesus' name. Amen. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me mm. because the Lord has anointed me mm. to preach good tiding, tidings to the poor. Mm. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, mm. to proclaim liberty to the captives, mm. and the opening of the prison to those who are bound. Mm to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. Amen. Amen. Shout a bigger amen in this place. How many of you believe that the Bible, the Bible is the word of God? Let me see by hand. Mm, God bless you. God bless you. It is true. Um, anything we read in scripture, um, they are not mere words. Um, they are not mere words. They are capsules that contain power. Because every word written in the Bible, every word in scripture is the breath of God. And the breath of God is the spirit of God. And so, when you pick your iPad or your mobile phone or your Bible and you open to any particular page, be conscious of the fact that you have not opened any journal. You have opened spirits and life. And so, once you take a read, 
you are not just reading with your cognitive prowess, but you are reading with your spirit man. And so something jumps out of what you're reading into you. And that is what makes the Bible different from any other book. Because the Bible is spirit and life. Praise God. And so when this word of God, the word of God, if it lives inside of you, you are a carrier of life. You carry life. Nothing dies in your hands. Nothing must, nothing should be permitted to die in your hands. Now, I've come to speak prophetically to someone in this room that by virtue of the word of God, in the name of the Lord Jesus, nothing dies in your hand. I've come to speak life, life, life. Life to every dead situation. Life to every hopeless situation. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Now, when you take scripture, um, there are 66 books that are there. It's a living organism. Uh, um, there, are, there are demarcations in scripture. Um, when you take it, you realize that it is divided mainly into two. The Old Testament and the New Testament. Um, all these together still preaches one message or contains just one message. That is Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. But when you pick the scripture, the logos, the written word, it has been divided into two. Old Testament, New Testament. The old has 39 books and the new has 27 books. Now, when you pick the old, our, our theme is from the book of Isaiah. I want to give just a bit of background so that we can carefully um, dive into it. When you pick the Old Testament out of the 39, it is also divided into two. We have the law and the prophets. Say the law and the prophets. So when you pick the Old Testament, you have the law. The law is also known as Pentateuch. It is also known as Torah. Mm. Written by Moses. Mm -hmm. So that is the law. And we have the prophets. Now, when you pick the prophets, the prophets are also divided into two. The prophets are also divided into major prophets and minor prophets. Now, you see, the difference between major prophets and minor prophets in the Old Testament is not how powerful they are. No. It is how big the book is. Praise God. Aha. Uh -huh. So, um, the major prophets in the Old Testament, like Isaiah, Daniel, Ezekiel, Jeremiah, and the minor prophets like Amos, Habakkuk, um, you know, these demarcations are just because of the length or the how big their books are. Now, narrowing down to our focus today is on a book that is called the Messianic book. The book of Isaiah. Prophet Isaiah. Isaiah is one of the major prophets. And his prophecies or everything that Prophet Isaiah wrote gave direct pictures or direct shadows of our Lord Jesus Christ. So anything that he wrote was messianic. So Isaiah got the title, the messianic prophets. Now, I would like to humbly submit to ACC Church that if you are a doctor, if you are an engineer, if you are whatever work you do, you are supposed to be a messianic whatever you are. Can I repeat that? 
Until you are a messianic doctor, you are not fulfilling purpose. Until you are a messianic whatever, you are not fulfilling purpose. Isaiah wrote everything that he wrote carefully, directly about the Messiah. That's why I can see Grogo in the house. Grogo deals in suits, but he must be a messianic suit dealer. Praise the Lord. So if you work in a law firm, you must be a messianic lawyer. It is important for you to be a messianic individual. Everything about your life must be messianic. Now, this month, we are talking about garments. Garments represent identity because garment is the outward part of you. Your garment is what we see. And so I would like to submit to the house that it is important that when we are talking about garment, our garment is messianic. Praise God. Your Instagram must be messianic. Your Facebook must be messianic. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> Praise God. So if you set up a YouTube channel, hi guys, welcome to my YouTube channel. That's fine. It must be messianic. If you're a footballer, you must be a messianic footballer. And you see, Prophet Isaiah has wrote the book of Isaiah. And Isaiah has 66 books. 66, has 66 chapters. And the whole Bible has 66 books. So if you are a messianic man, you live a prophetic life. So if you're a footballer and you are a messianic footballer, you score messianic goals. <laughs> can, I, can I go into some areas? Now, until, <laughs> until, you, are, until you, you become messianic, you cannot live a messianic life. Praise the Lord. Say, I am messianic. Or oh, shout it and say, I am messianic. No. Someone who lives without Christ, someone who is yet to accept Christ as Lord and personal Savior, cannot live a messianic life. Today, I have subtitled what I'm sharing, the messianic exchange. Now, listen, we are talking about the garment of praise. But hear me, the life of a believer starts from an exchange point. I repeat, the life of a believer starts from an exchange. Because you as a person, you as a natural man, all that you had in your hand was sin. But by the grace and by the mercies of God, God himself took life and brought it to the cross that you can come and exchange your sin for righteous life, your death for eternal life, your access for beauty. And so, the life of a believer starts from a point of exchange. Now, if you accept Christ, you have put in death and have received life. The moment you do this, 
you start living a new life. You are made anew. You have started afresh. The old is gone. The new has come. But listen, many years ago, we had a dog in our house. Now, as far as I remember, we came to meet the dog in the house. But the dog had a particular position. It was chained. And as far as I remember, we lived in the house for about seven years. <laughs> and the dog was chained. As far as I remember, throughout the time I lived, ever lived in that house, the dog was still there. It was until later, when I, after about seven years, we realized that the dog had a chain on its neck, but the dog was not chained. Now listen. Perhaps over the years, the chain got broken. But because the dog is used to the chain, many years was living there. Because that is the normal. Now hear me. The Bible says that whom the sun sets free. Sometimes believers, because of the old chain, when Jesus delivers us and breaks the chain, we tend still to be there for many years because that is what we are used to. But today the devil is a liar. The chain is broken. We feel free to leave the place. Can you be on your feet and take some steps? The devil is a liar. We are not chained in the name of Jesus. The devil is a liar. Our lives are not chained. Our marriages are not chained. Our businesses are not chained. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Now here. That is what we call the spirit of heaviness. Watch this. The chain is broken, but this dog kept lying there. What kept the dog there is a spirit called heaviness. Heavy not with weight, but it's a spiritual thing. That makes you remain as if you are chained, even though you are free. Now here, I've come with an anointing in this place. Chains are broken. In the name of the Lord Jesus, any spirit of heaviness that has kept you at a place you are not supposed to be, I command the demon of heaviness to leave this place in the name of Jesus. I declare in the name of Jesus, you are set free in Jesus' name. I declare in the name of Jesus, the chains are broken and you are free indeed. In the name of Jesus, say I am free. free. Shout and say I am free. free. Shout it again, I am free. I am am not stagnant. Shout it, I am not stagnant. I move, I move, I I take steps, I go forward. 
I move forward in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I am not heavy. The spirit of heaviness is gone. In the name of Jesus, I am liberated. I am free. In the name of Jesus, Kosabalasa. The devil is a liar. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Kidoli Brasuta. You can receive your seats. Kobalabasuta Namasa. Kibalabasuta Nimasa. The devil is a liar. The spirit of heaviness has departed. Komanimasuata. So the book of Isaiah, the prophet writes it messianically. And in this very chapter of, can you please project it? Chapter 61. It's a prophecy. Good. Can I have it in the New International Version, if possible? The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Now, when you read Luke 4, 18, Jesus Christ made that declaration. Describing himself, talking about himself, and he puts it, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. <laughs> now, if there's anything commendable about your resume, I've come to tell you that it is not your last job experience. Can I pick that again? The most commendable thing about your resume or your CV is not the last job or the last company you worked for. The most commendable thing about your resume is that the spirit of the Lord is upon you. Now, do I have some witnesses in the house who know that the spirit of the Lord is upon me? Jesus made a declaration and said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. I am the son of God. But if there's anything I boast about, I boast about the fact that the spirit of the Lord is dwells and witnesses in the house. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. Look, when somebody gets angry at you and asks you, what has come over you? You have an answer for the person. The spirit of the Lord has come. Can I preach at all? Listen. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. Can I tell you what the Spirit of the Lord upon a man can do? When the Spirit of the Lord is upon a man, the man begins to move from the natural to the supernatural. When the Spirit of the Lord is upon a man, the man is not limited. Nothing can put the man down. The man moves on an octave called grace. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me. Anointed me. An anointed man is a man with the Spirit of God upon him. May I take this opportunity to say that once you accept Jesus, Jesus comes to live inside of you. Once Jesus comes to live inside of you, you have an anointing. An anointing from the Holy One. 
So once you accept Jesus, because of the anointing, you are dangerous. So, in the Old Testament, it was written that that's not my... Do you know who they were talking about? They were talking about you. When you receive Jesus, you are untouchable. And so, you see, when you are going to a place where there are inflammable stuff, you see there's a big signpost where you are driving highly inflammable when you are driving and you get to a bicycle lane you are not supposed to drive there they put a big sign now did you know that there is a big sign on you that's not oh you are not here you are not here are you aware that you carry a symbol because you are anointed you are untouchable. Say, I'm untouchable. Or shout and say, I'm untouchable. Look, no demon can harm you. You carry a big signpost. That's not my anointed. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. And He has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. Now, this particular statement good news to the poor. Who is the poor? The poor is not someone without money. The poor is an individual without Christ. The poor is not the man without education. The poor is the man without Christ. Now, if you are here in this place and you have not accepted Jesus as Lord and personal Savior, there's an opportunity for you here. All eyes closed. All eyes closed. Accept Jesus now and be saved. A poor man is a man without Jesus. The Bible said that if you confess that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. Now say this prayer after me. Lord, dear Lord Jesus, Oh, shout it, dear Lord Jesus. I believe you are the Son of God. You died for my sin. You resurrected for my justification. Today, I accept you as Lord and personal Savior. Reign in my life all the days of my life. And I will dwell in your presence now and forevermore. Amen. Put your hands together for Jesus. Now, if today is the first time you ever said this prayer, kindly lift your hands. If today you have never said this prayer before, kindly lift your hands, the team would attend to you. If this is the very first time you ever said the, the Lord's prayer, this prayer that we just said, Right now, you have moved from death to life. And we want to congratulate you for that. Oh, put your hands together. Please, if this is the first time, kindly put up your hand. The team will attend to you. The team will attend to you. If today is your first time, um, please kindly um, go through and see those who did that. Praise God.
Say good news. Oh, shout and say good news. Prophet Isaiah went on and said, He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives, and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn and provide for those who grieve in Zion. Now listen. Listen. To bestow on them a crown of beauty. Say a crown. Shout and say a crown. Hmm. A crown of beauty instead of ashes. The oil of joy instead of mourning. And a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. Other verses say instead of a spirit of heaviness. Now, I already told you that the life of the believer starts from a point of exchange. Three things that this text highlights for those making notes. The crown, the oil, and the garments. The crown, the oil, and the garments. Now, your crown determines your hierarchy or your position. So even in heaven, God of all wisdom still applied crowns. Crowns determines your position, determines your glory. And prophet Isaiah is prophesying that the day Jesus will die on the cross, there's going to be an exchange. And what we shall receive once you come to accept Christ is a crown of beauty instead of asses. <laughs> now, when Jesus was crucified, you remember that Jesus was hung on the cross. He would have still died if they had put nothing on his head. You remember? Are you here with me? They didn't have to put a crown on Jesus before he would die. But they had to. Do you know why? Because Jesus had to wear that crown of thorns so that we can get the crown of beauty. So it was not to kill him but to be a representation that you your crown is ready. <laughs> you don't need to carry any crown of thorns anymore. Crown of thorns break the brain to bring depression. So it is abominable for you to be depressed because the crown of thorns has been put away in the name of Jesus I stand as a servant of God I rebuke any demon of depression 
in the name of the Lord Jesus, I declare that you manifest the crown of beauty in the name of the Lord Jesus. That is your heritage. That is your position. In the name of the Lord Jesus. So, you are crowned. Say, I am crowned. You are crowned with glory. You see, so whenever, sorry, whenever there's a beauty pageant, normally, aside the cash prizes and everything, they put, oh, lovely. Give it up, give it up for Grace. <laughs> they always put a crown to signify the glory. And when Jesus won the victory for us, the crown of beauty was given to every individual to signify that we are now glorious. We bask in glory. And the next thing, apart from the crown, is the oil. Say the oil. The oil of joy. Now, why is it oil? Why was it not uh, anything but oil of joy? The reason is that oil flows. <laughs> so, when I put oil on my hand and my hand touches this thing, the oil on my hand has also touched it. So it is called oil of joy so that when I come here with joy, <laughs> a few of you have got it already, but when I come here with joy, there is that viscous relationship between you and I. Same viscosity. <laughs> That's because I am joyous, the oil flows and touches you. Now, if you are depressed in this room, if you are worried by anything in this room, I came with the oil of joy. Oh God Almighty. Listen, I always have a problem with, you see, when somebody has a communicable disease, eh, they will tell you to maintain distance. Corona. Because if you get closer, you will affect the person. Okay, that is fine. But I've also come here with anointing. Now, listen. It is also communicable. And because of that, you are affected. In the name of the Lord Jesus. When the anointing is in action, demons tremble. So if I can affect you with Corona, why can't I affect you with anointing? Today, in the name of the Lord Jesus, be impacted by the anointing of the Holy Ghost. In the name of the Lord Jesus, be infected with the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Be vibrant for the Lord. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I declare in the name of Jesus that the oil of joy shall flow through your house, through your children, through your siblings, through your parents. In the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus. It is an oil. Say an oil. 
Say an oil. So joy is something that springs forth from within. Joy has nothing to do with the surrounding. Joy has nothing to do with what you see. That is why it is oil. So you can be sad by what you see or what you hear. But because joy is an oil, that one is within. It never goes out. Joy, like a river. So listen, <laughs> thank you for the revelation. It is a river of oil. <laughs> it is a river of oil. That is joy. So when you come to any place, the place cannot be dull. That is why you cannot come to ACC and not feel the presence of the Holy Ghost. Because every Sunday, Apostle John and wife, they come here with the oil of joy. Can I hear, can I feel some action? Aha! <laughs> Hallelujah! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> say oil! Oh, say oil! It is an oil. So because they come here with oil, when you enter with a worry, the moment you come here, it is rolled off. So today, in the name of Jesus, every burden is rolled away. In the name of Jesus, every depressing burden is rolled away. In the name of the Lord Jesus, every burden is rolled away. Right now, right now, in the name of Jesus, shout and say oil. So the oil of joy instead of mourning. And the last one, garment of praise. <laughs> laugh in the Holy Ghost. <laughs> oh, you can laugh in the Holy Ghost. <laughs> listen. Listen. Garment of praise instead of Spirit of heaviness. Listen. Garment of praise. Instead of spirit. Garment. Instead of spirit. Follow me. Garment. Instead of spirit. Garment. Instead of spirit, no. Spirits. How many of you can see my spirit? <laughs> how many of you can see my spirit? Okay, how many of you can see my garment? When Adam sinned, Adam's eyes opened. And what Adam saw was that he is naked. So his eyes was opened to his nakedness. Jesus came on earth to die. They hang him on the cross naked. <laughs> In the garden of Eden when Adam sinned they tried to make amends by sowing something to cover themselves. God came and ripped it off. Say listen, the thing is an exchange. You cannot 
be open to nakedness and go and cover it with fig. No. I have to be naked on the cross as well so that they can be an exchange so that my people can be clothed. So you remember that when Jesus was on the cross, the cloth that was around Jesus, the Bible says that it fell to the soldiers. Now, once it fell, pass it around. This is what the soldiers were doing. Were doing. Throw it, throw it to like as if you don't like it. <laughs> but please, it's my suit. Take care of it for me. <laughs> you see how it's going? This one is even gentle. You should have flown it around. And you see, my, my suit is now with Grogo. Grogo, please, you owe me suit then. <laughs> okay, now listen. The cloak was thrown around, was tossed. They thought they were making mockery of him. It was prophetic. Jesus had to hang there naked so that sinful men will have his covering. And when they have their covering, one person will not keep it to himself. <laughs> It has to go. So, they thought they were making... Why is this you now, please? I care, I care, I care. Aha, I care. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> Once the cloak was being passed, tossed on by the soldiers, you did it gentle. Like, aha. That was the garment being tossed around as covering for mankind, for sinners. So that the man will hang there naked. So that you and I can put on the garments. That when people see us, they see the glory of God. And that we sinful men, today can be called sons of God. That we jubilate. That no matter what we do, no matter what comes our way, we are still victorious. Why? Because we are not naked. We have the garments of praise. Hear me. You are no longer in chains. You are no longer in oppression. You are no longer in sin. You have the crown of beauty. No more ashes. You have the oil of joy. No more mourning. And at last, you have the garments to show the world that, hey, I have met Jesus and he turned my life around this is our testimony and when all this is said and done listen to what prophet Isaiah said they will be called oaks oaks are giant trees eh? it means that what the crown and the oil and the garment have made you you are an oak <laughs> Nothing can push you away of righteousness. A planting of the Lord. And this is the most amazing part of it. All of this for what? For the display of God's splendor. So what, so what it means is that 
when God, you see, when you want something to decorate your room, you find something beautiful. Isn't it? So when God wants something to display his splendor, he finds me beautiful enough to use for his glory. He finds you expensive enough, shiny enough to display his splendor. What a God we serve. And what love God can show. Be on your feet and let's thank God for this wonderful gift of Jesus.